Hey folks, welcome to another episode of New York Sports Incomplete. This is Rex the Rookie. I'm here with John the Veteran. How's it going, John? Doing good. Feels good to be back here on, on set as voice over the phone. Yeah. I didn't miss those at all. Yeah, the phone the phone calls are, are great in a pinch, but they're not near as fun. Okay, this episode brought to you by Buddy's Barbecue if you live on Long Island. You want to cater an event with genuine southern barbecue from award-winning pit master called Buddy Moore at Buddy's Barbecue. 516-497-0246 and tell them the guys at New York Sports Incomplete sent you. Also, this summer, if you're going to be upstate, uh, there's a little community theater company called the Essex Theater C Company. Uh, you can find out all about what they're up to at EssexTheater.org. Check them out. Uh, they have a great summer lineup uh, and its prices are reasonable and the quality is high. All right, now, All right, let's get into it. I was going to say that the quality, I mean, it's not going to be high quality, but what we should do one day is we should have a play about Buddy's Barbecue sponsored by us. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, let's get into it. NFL, uh, yeah, Jets bit the big one again. Uh, Boyle bench for Simeon, who's now been benched for Zach Wilson. The king is back. So uh, this week the Jets will lose to the Texans. Uh, the Bills will play the Chiefs. That's a toss-up in my book. Uh, John, thoughts on I, that? Well, I, the Chiefs don't lose two in a row very often. Uh, it's kind of surprised that they lost to the Packers, uh, who have seemingly figured it out. And Chiefs played sloppy ball. Well, they have been playing very sloppy. Um, but not especially if that game was in Buffalo. I think maybe the Bill. I'd give the edge to the Bills, but. No, I, I still got to say the Chiefs. Uh, right, so so with, it's going to be the most exciting game probably of the weekend. So with a with a great big good googly moogly, we're going to say the Chiefs. Uh, Giants play the Packers. Yeah, speaking of the Packers. Scares the hell out of me. What do you think about it? Well, here's the great thing about the Giants, right? On one hand, if they get completely demolished and we lose, draft stock goes up. However... If we win, Tony Soprano memes forever. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know what I will say? The Giants, for whatever reason, maybe they're just really good actors, they all seem very confident. <laughs> like, they, they've won two in a row. And then had a bye week, and now they have a new lease on life. Mm. Sa did, you, did you read Saquon's quote about mm. the game? No, what did he say? I can't repeat it. Because we don't swear, but he said uh, emphatically, "We're gonna win." <laughs> yeah. So, from his lips to God's ears, um, yeah, it's gonna the crowd's gonna the crowd's probably gonna be very excited. I mean, just out of the, I don't know. I think that kid love for the Packers is starting to come on. Screen. No, I no, I know. I'm just saying it's a Monday Night Football game. The Giants, the fan base is really taken to this. Kid Devito, it's like the closest thing I think to a football insanity yeah. that we've had yeah. in, in, in some time. And the sad thing is, it'll go the same way as Lynn. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I mean, it's either, like there's really, I don't know, they, it's, yeah, they, it's gonna end horribly. 
but it's just a matter of how long can it last before it ends horribly. Yeah, I'd like to get at his 15 minutes of fame. He's playing well. Uh, he's better than anybody thought he'd be. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, it's a testament to Dable. Like, the fact that he took a guy who he went from not having any trust in throwing the football, period, to now... Whole offense. Average. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. So, let's pivot to the NBA. We've got uh, Tuesday night. The uh, Bucks beat the Knicks 146-122. to 122. They shot 60% from three. And the Bucks are tough. Uh, Wednesday, the Nets beat the Hawks 114-113. to 113. Yep, Kyle Bridges, game winner. Last night, the Nets beat the Wizards 124-97. to 97, And the Knicks lost by 10 to the Celtics. And the big news there is Brunson limped off the court. Yeah. Yeah, I just he that was very unfortunate. He took a he was just backpedaling and stepped on Peyton Pritchard's foot, rolled his ankle. Uh, it didn't did, look that bad. No, it didn't look that bad. Um, and he just stepped wrong, which is different than if he had gone up for a rebound or a layup and landed on it. Uh, and we got two days off, so hopefully he's ready to go by Monday against the Raptors. If not, then we'll have Emmanuel quickly start, which. It's not Brunson, but as seen last year, it's not the end of the world. Like Manuel right. quickly can hold his own as a starting point guard, um, and then we'll just—if that's the case—then we just get Miles McBride off the bench. All right. So as we were talking about before we went on air, uh, the Knicks are kind of getting beat up a little bit. Yeah, and, let's, let's get into it. <laughs> uh, and, and it's not entirely fair because overall they're still playing great. No, ball. it's not fair. Like, just there's no entirely. It's just not fair. They, they. All right, let's 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 look at this logically. The Knicks in the last two games, besides the fact that they went into Milwaukee and Boston, which is the two toughest places to win in the league currently, they scored 120 plus points in both of those games. The Bucks and Celtics just happened to score way more. A superstar does not change that. <laughs> that superstar is not going to stop. Who, who's the superstar? Peter Parker? You want to bring in Spider-Man? Because other than that, the Bucks and Celtics are going to keep hitting th- wide-open threes. All right. Tell the audience what you're referring to. Well, because any time that the Knicks lose now, they are... Apparently, there's some mythical superstar out that, there that, they don't that, have. That, that the Knicks are going to trade for or should trade for. Ignoring the fact that it takes two teams to agree <laughs> to a trade. Right. And all the people that you that they want to bring in don't play defense. So what do you you want them to score 140 points? Look. And then lose 150 to 140? Tibbs has a system. The players he's got the, have bought into the system. The system is why we like that's the thing. We lost those two games because our defensive system broke down. But that requires you to actually watch the games to come to that conclusion. We lost because, A, the Bucks and Celtics have Brooke Lopez and Chris Porzingis, who are two centers that like to shoot threes. Mitchell Robinson, God bless him, does not like to go out there to defend guys at the three-point line. It's just not his makeup. He doesn't have the lateral quickness to do it. So, they're hitting their shots. 
Tibbs' whole system, which is why Mitch Robinson excels in it, and Isaiah Hartenstein, is they're going to clog the paint. They're going to they're going to help everybody. Like if you just there's there's double teams left and right from the Knicks. Right. They're going to try and force a double team. The team is going to the offense that they're playing against is going to swing the ball around, and a guy is going to have an open three in the corner. It's been this way for the last three years. The Knicks' defense relies on those guys missing corner threes. You could argue whether that's good in today's league or not. It's blown up in our face. It blew up in our face against Milwaukee. Yeah, it's blown up in your face a few times. They still have a winning record. We had record. a top 10 defense going into these into this week. The Knicks still have a winning record. They're 12-9. and nine. There's no trade that fixes what happened the last two nights. And the audacity of the people making this talking point where they said that the Knicks never have the best basketball player on the court is at best lazy because that just means you're not watching. It's dismissive to Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, the latter of whom is one All-NBA. Putting up 22 and 10... But he's not the best player on the court. You're you're putting up you're you're throwing up the Impala Banchero on the Orlando Magic, who at his peak will probably just be Julius Randle. It's I they the coverage that the Knicks gets, and it, to a lesser extent the Mets do too. Although with Steve Cohen, it's obviously different because now we have money. But the Knicks, I have never seen a team be bad for so long. And people still root for them to be bad. There's no lovable underdog to the Knicks whatsoever. They're just supposed to be terrible. Forever. Well, you know that we we're talking before we went on air about the Colin Quinn special. His whole point about New Yorkers is that we're miserable people. It were it's a whole city made up of people who were miserable where they were, so they came here, and now we're all miserable together. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's a fair. That's Knicks fans too, because they they hear that stuff and they're like, yeah, the guy agree. We should trade everyone. We, the best one is that they should trade for Bridges from the Nets. Like the Nets would ever trade their best player to the Knicks. No. And even if they wanted to, you're gutting. So you're gutting. The entire team to get bridges, and then you're just the Nets, right? Yeah. So no, people don't think uh, um, it's been a miserable week of basketball between them losing to then the discourse that follows them losing, which is never sane or rational. They do have a tough month. They have a really tough schedule in December. I can't argue with that. Do I think they'll still be 500 at the end of December? Yes. I think they're a playoff team. They are. But again, again, that's like, apparently that's not good enough for some Look, people. Look, in the NBA, as now with baseball and basketball, if you just get into the playoffs, you've got a great chance. I, yeah. I, it's, it's just, it's frustrating. Because it, there's, there's no thought put into that. that they, they, if you watch the games... The Knicks, the guys that they have, the offense, like Brunson hasn't played up to his usual standard the last two games, and we still scored 120 points. Yeah. 
the offense is not the issue. There is just a lack of defensive intensity, which if any coach is going to make adjustments about defense, it's Tom Thibodeau. Right. People want him. I saw someone saying to fire him. Do you understand that we were in basketball Siberia before he got here? Yeah. We were the losingest team of the century, and that century includes the Sacramento Kings. So, sometimes it's okay to just be content with maybe making the playoffs for a couple of years. We're on the right path. Yeah, I think so. It's like, I don't know. The way the the team is set up right now, it's kind of an odd comparison, but bear with me. The Knicks feel... Like the A's playing Moneyball. The only difference is Tom Thibodeau is a lot more Billy Bean than he is Art Howe. Right. Because it's his team. He's played together. But it feels like they're they're going to try. He's at least going to try to play this game completely different than everybody else. And he's not. He wants to just have guys who they're not superstars. They're really good players. They bought into his system. They're going to try and win his way, which flies in the face of how everyone else is going to try and win. And he's getting really close. Yeah. And if he wins it this way, then everyone's going to look really foolish and stupid. But until that happens, they're just going to keep dismissing. So. You know, opinions are like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... All right, speaking of other annoying things, John Rahm, the superstar golfer <laughs> from Spain, just defected to the LIV Tour for north of $300 million in guaranteed money to play 54 tournaments where, I mean, 54-hole tournaments where he doesn't have to win a single tournament to get that money. No. Uh, and, you know, it's if this happened... Three years ago, I would have been livid with him because he's always talked about he didn't like the format, he didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. He took the money, and and it, in my opinion, what he's doing is smart because it's already been announced that the LIV Tour is either going to merge with the PGA Tour or just get folded into it uh, or go away. So either way, he's getting paid. And yeah, he's still going to get his $300 million. And, and he's going to get to go back to the PGA Tour. $300 million richer. Right. Yeah. So, as you said to me before we went on air, basically it's paid vacation. That's a, that's a pretty well-paid vacation. God bless him. Moving on, uh, we got NHL. Sunday, the Rangers beat the Sharks 6-5. to five. Yeah, they almost gave me a heart attack. Tuesday, the Senators whooped up on the Rangers 6-2. to two. Sharks beat the Islanders 5-4. to four. The Devils beat the Canucks 6-5. On Thursday, the Islanders beat the snot out of the Blue Jackets 7-3. And the Devils beat the Kraken 2-1. The Rangers are still in first place with 37 points. The uh, Islanders are in third with 29 points. And the Devils are creeping up the list a little bit with 27 points in sixth place. Yeah, I uh, the the Rangers the Rangers almost gave me a heart attack against the Sharks. Um, I don't know if you saw Jeff McNeil went to both yeah, Jets and Ranger games. Yeah, and if they would have blown that game to the league, the god awful Sharks, 
We well, would have you had know, to have had a talk. We would have. Jeff, he, Jeff has to go to all the sporting events because he can drive his new Ford Bronco and not care if anything happens. He to was him. about to have his. He was about to have his ticket privileges revoked if they blew that game to the Sharks. That would have been. <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> no, that game had no business being as close as it was, uh, especially in the third period. And then, yeah, Tuesday was a just a rough sporting night all around because I'm watching the Knicks get trounced by the Bucks, and then I was like, let me see how the Rangers are doing against Ottawa. And we were down six to two. So, yeah, not great. Not a great sports night. Uh, yeah, like you said, like you said, still in first place. Um, I'm not at all worried about the Rangers. No, there's really, there's really. Uh, I think more interesting is how the the Islanders have started to play better hockey. Uh, it wasn't too long ago they were going six or something, and uh, everybody was screaming that they're 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 dead in the water and they're. They showed little tiny signs, and now they're getting a little bit better and a little bit better. I don't think they'll ever catch the Rangers this year, but it's nice I mean, it's, that it's the, still, both of the local teams are playing good hockey. Yeah, it's still it's still pretty early to be saying all that. Um, I mean, they they could catch them. I hope they don't. Obviously, um, even the Flyers. The Flyers are actually the biggest surprise because they've been. I didn't, I didn't. I'm think. not a fan of the bullies of Broad Street. No. <laughs> it's just, I mean, really, the Metropolitan Division is just, like, everything. Everyone's right on top of one another. Yeah, and, then a lot of the, and then there's the Rangers standing on top of that mountain. So, yeah. I don't think it stays that way. And barring a bunch of bad injuries, they probably will stay on the top of that mountain. Yeah. All right. Well, that gets us to the part that I care the most about. Yeah. Hot stove. America's pastime. I, th- I think it's getting to the point where you enjoy hot stove just as much as you enjoy the season. Look, I, I'm not going to deny it. I'm a baseball junkie. I, I, I love hot stove. I love the season, and I love hot stove. So it's it's a win-win for me. <laughs> there's, there's always some baseball garbage to talk about. This has been... I yeah, and God bless you for being entertained by all this because this has been the most boring, boring winter uh, of baseball I've seen in quite some time. Well, uh, we've no. gotten to the point where we're stalking billionaires' flight patterns online. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, yesterday was a great step back for society. Yesterday, a bunch of the insiders said, "Oh, there's a plane going to Toronto, and Otani's on it." They're going to have a 6 o'clock press conference, blah, blah, blah. And then about half an hour later, Bob Nightingale goes, he's not on the plane. Yeah, Bob Nightingale off the top rope. Do you know how bad you got to be as a reporter to get dunked on by Bob Nightingale? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Bob Nightingale of Trevor Bowers coming to the New York Mets fame? That Bob Nightingale? (laughs) Mr. Reliable. Uh, I think I guess it's just once every there has to be they take turns one writer has to be the clown. So this this week they had the the winter meetings at the uh, gigantic Gaylord Grand Ole Opry complex, which if you've ever been there, it is so easy to get lost. It is the largest hotel I've ever seen in my life. Uh, this is this the hotel is all enclosed in glass, including all the grounds, and they have a river running through it. <laughs> Where you can pay something ridiculous like 18 bucks to ride around in a river that's inside a hotel. That's... So anyway, all of the... Uh, that's why no deals are getting made. All the executives from MLB showed up there this week. And uh, as 
Elena on uh, High Heat, who is the only sane portion of that show, uh, said when, when Mad Dog said, so what did you think of the winter meetings? She says, they were boring. She said, what is the point of these things? They should make it mandatory that certain deals have to be done at the meetings. Otherwise, why go? Yeah, Chris Rose on, uh, on his show, on his podcast um, with Charlie Olive of uh, Shea Station, uh, lore. He uh, he had the same sentiments. He was he was very upset. He because he was talking about how the the word is that Otani's holding everything up. Everyone's waiting to see what Otani's deal is, so they could maybe pinch a couple extra millions of dollars off of these owners. And he goes, "Well, that doesn't make any sense. There's there's only two teams really at this point that are in on Otani. Three, if you want to count the Angels, and there's 27 other teams." So well, they, they something asked, should be they asked getting done. Newly named manager Ron Washington of the Angels. What's going on with the Otani? With Otani? And he grinned and said, "I'm not going to say nothing about that because I don't want to let the cat out of the bag." <laughs> Just as vague as yeah. this is true. Uh, Him and Buck really are inter- interchangeable <laughs> as far as <laughs> with uh, press conferences. They're uh, both. Great at press conferences. Yeah, no, very entertaining. They are. Uh, the Otani stuff, it's annoying at this point. Uh, and I, I don't All right, know. so John, I know you're avoiding talking about the 900-pound elephant that dropped this week, but we got to do it. The, uh, the evil empire in the Bronx landed a, a whale. They got Juan Soto. Now, to get Juan Soto, they sent right-handed pitchers... Michael King, Draw Thorpe, Johnny Brito, uh, Randy v- and Randy Vasquez, and catcher Kyle Higashioka to the Padres. So the Padres got a haul of players. Yeah, yeah. And the the Yankees got Juan Soto. Yeah, for one year. For there's now. no guarantee they're going to sign him after next season. It, there's I okay. Listen, we could pretend that he's not going to get a contract extension done. I don't think there is. By opening day, he will have a 10-year contract to be the New York Yankees, whatever. Right fielder, DH, doesn't matter. I still maintain the guy, yeah, he's a great hitter. He's 25. He's a lousy fielder. And to be 25 and already be regarded as mainly a DH is a little bit ridiculous. So Jordan Alvarez still doesn't stop him from being... Terrifying I, I, to play against. I, I agree, but my point is I don't think teams really get their money's worth out of them. You don't think the Red Sox got their money's worth out of David Ortiz <coughs> for being well, just a DH? David Ortiz, just a DH, is a Hall of Fame DH. There's no guarantee either of those two guys are going to make it the Hall of Fame. Juan Soto, I don't I mean, listen, it, if for a one-year deal, yes, that's a steep price to pay. If it comes with a contract extension of a decade, the Yankees... The Yankees made the right call, and uh, that saddens me because they're the Yankees. Well, before the Yankees got that done, and and they also got Trent Grisham in the in Soto. Yeah, Trent, they did, and they got Verdugo. And they got Verdugo from the Red Sox, which is not insignificant. No, it's not at all. I'd like we we talked about before the show, Verdugo in left, Judge in center, uh, Soto in right. That's the best outfield in baseball. Even whatever you want to say about Soto's defensive I would attributes put, or lack thereof. Honestly, I would put Soto in right, Judge in left, and Trent Grisham in center because he's that good a defender. 
you can't you, the Verdugo's bat's too good. Trade him. Use him. Use him as a chip. They, no, that he and he's not even he's not that bad defensively. So Grisham Grisham can't hit unless he's playing against the Mets. So the <laughs> Oh, John. You're so, killing me. So, he's just going to be... Oh, the pain, bro. He's, he's like, you know, he's going to be he's gonna be who they bring in if they have a lead in, like, the seventh or eighth inning. All right. So, let's pivot to the team that counts in this town. The Mets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David Stearns is getting crucified on the internet and in the media because everybody said, Oh, great. We're back to the Mets' ways of watching the Yankees get superstars while we get a bunch of no-names. And, you know, to be fair, Stearns is kind of famous for turning no-names into good players. We've gotten, we've gotten bullpen. We've gotten, we, got, we got two guys who could be really solid bullpen arms in Tonkin from the Braves and Lopez from the Orioles. Now, granted, if you look at their ERAs last year, not great. But... 2022, take, Lopez ball, was an all-star. Yeah, bullpen, bullpen arms are tricky like that. A guy could go from being looking unhittable one year to being bad the next. Well, That's just how it goes. The, the guy's got great stuff. He's got a 98-mile-per-hour fastball, and he's got a real heavy curveball. Hopefully, the Mets pitching brain trust can straighten him out. Yeah. Uh, they got some prospect named Tyler Colway last night who yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I pay, don't know what that means. I don't pay attention to that stuff. Um, what? I mean, listen, he's still... Yamamoto is apparently coming down to the Mets and the Yankees uh, according to uh, noted expert uh, hey, investigative hey, reporter John Morosi. J.P. Morosi. Yeah. Of... Uh, Hot stove fame and showing pictures of his kids' art. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think I think it's just every uh, every winter one journalist has to step in it. Uh, two years ago, it was Nightingale with the whole Trevor Bauer to the Mets thing. Last year it was John Heyman with the arson judge uh, fiasco, and then this year it's uh, Morosi with the Otani plane. Thing that was not <laughs> well as far as stepping in it he didn't step in it near as bad as Nightingale but um, no he did right, <laughs> that brings us to this week's Rex's wish list and then John tells me how uh, I'm an idiot okay uh, and I'm gonna tell him why I like these people so we both are in on Yamamoto yeah however if we don't get Yamamoto my first pivot would be to Jordan Montgomery yeah. who, Who's rumored to go back to the Rangers, but hasn't signed with anybody yet. No, he hasn't, but that would, that would probably require an overpay to get him to A leave solid Texas. left-hander. Uh, granted, he doesn't pitch as well in New York as he does elsewhere. Um, okay, pivoting from him, if we couldn't get him, um, Corbin Burns is available. Still out on Burns. All right, Still. explain why you're out on Burns. All the advanced metrics show that he's... On the he's, way down, he's on he's on the path for a steep decline, and I, the, I know that he has a connection with uh, Stearns from Milwaukee, but no, I, I have no interest in Burns. How do you feel about Bieber? Been been there, done that with the with the Old late thir- Yeah, no. 
don't want that. All right, Seth Lugo is available. He would maybe be a decent fourth starter or long arm in the bullpen. He would be our Trevor Williams. And uh, and he'd be better than Trevor Williams. I yeah, think. I mean, probably, I mean, not great on his psyche because he, he really desperately wanted to get out of New York so he could be a starter. And him coming back here to, once again, not be a starter, kind of tough. Uh, also, I feel like... Luke, I feel like uh, Lucchesi should have the Trevor Williams role next year, if all things. I, I, I think Lucchesi played. He played well. I think he he yeah. he showed he showed something. Yeah, Lucchesi could probably be that guy. He, I, I at least he's not. He shouldn't be in the starting five. But in a pinch, if things are looking dire, you throw him out there. He'll eat innings, right. which is what Trevor Williams did. So, yeah, I would do that before I really overpaid Lugo. Okay, so now I want to pivot to some... You didn't even tell... You didn't even want... You don't You don't want Blake Snell at all. He's not on the I don't list. want anything to do with Blake okay. Snell. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think he's a fraud. <laughs> wow. Can't pitch but five innings a game. Don't need you. Okay. Oh, and we should mention Alonzo's extension still hasn't been... I, you know, okay, we got to talk about that, but I, I think the press is again making too much about nothing. They're saying, they're saying, well, there have been no talks. Well, yeah, they already said there haven't been any talks. They're making it like there's a there's a problem where there is none. I'm personally still, I'm still in on the idea of trading for Cease and uh, Jimenez from the White Sox. If uh, I, what I, would you trade? Beatty, 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 Maurizio, Ventos, Vientos. Well, I would, I would I, definitely have Beatty. Um, you gotta keep one of Beatty or Mauricio to be your third baseman. I would keep Mauricio. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he showed himself. He's much more uh, exciting as a player. He's got more pop in his bat. I did you see his bat throw? Last night, in the winter league, he hit that home run. He has a better arm than Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like Maurizio as a player. It, it's not that I have anything against Beatty, but Beatty got a good long time to try out third base, and he just seemed to get worse as he went along. I have no confidence. in. I like, listen, I, again, if he's here at the start of the season, I'm rooting for him. I, I still. I don't. have no interest in pretending that Brett Beatty is the future at third base. Well, okay, let's move to the outfield because I think we need some outfield pop and some help defensively. Now, I don't know what we're getting out of Acuna's cousin. Little brother. Little brother, rather. I, I don't know how he's going to work out, but Justin Turner is available. No. Tommy Pham is still available. I'd be interested in that if he's ready, if he's willing to come back. Um, or at third, you know, the one that I would really like, Cody Bellinger. Yeah, yeah, Cody Bellinger would be. Would we be don't nice. have a left-handed power bat. He's a great defender, and and as I've said week after week, I think those two bad years he had were because he was still trying to recover from a shoulder yeah, injury. I was, I was so certain he was going to be a Yankee before they traded for Soto. So, yeah, I would... I would Matter of s- fact, if I was a GM somewhere, I'd rather have Cody Bellinger than Juan Soto. 
No, you're dragging it. <laughs> I would. That's no. I wouldn't. I, I definitely wouldn't go that far. But I could. But I also think you could do a lot worse than Cody Bellinger. Um, and I would also think about bringing Josh Turner in on a one-year contract. Just bring him home to the Mets. Oh, you know another person I would lump into that White Sox deal. I, I hypothetically with, cease with the uh, well, yeah, well, cease and Jimenez, but on the Mets side of things, uh, Marte. Yeah, because he's done. Yeah, I don't have any interest in it. Oh, because like... And as for a DH, I'm thinking J.D. Martinez is available and you can get him fairly cheap. His back back scares me, though. That guy still hit 26 homers. I know, I'm just... That's that's Dodger voodoo magic. All right, if you don't like him, how about Teoscar Hernandez? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I would also... It's kind of risky, but if you can maybe get him a like on a one year prove it deal, I don't think Matt Chapman at third is. I the love worst. Matt Chapman. I don't think that's the worst. Thing. Actually, I had him written down. So if you can't get Bellinger, go after Chapman. Yeah, I'm not giving Chapman more than one year because he's. I I need him to show me that he's still the guy he was in 2019, right. 2020. But uh, but yeah, no, I have no problem bringing him in for for a shot. Uh, All right. So do you want Jeff starting in the outfield or at second base? I'd rather have him at second. Yeah. And I'd leave him there, too. I wouldn't be moving him around all over the place because as, as well as he played multiple positions, the game after he got switched from another position, he always bobbled a ball or made a weird throw. Well, then he hurts himself a lot in the outfield. Yeah. So. Leave him at second. The only way I could see him getting, the only way I see him moving from second full time, is if they really think Acuna's um, a better second baseman than he is an outfielder, because he plays, he plays, he plays both. Look, my sincere hope for Mister Starling Marte is that he proves you and me totally wrong, that he comes back and has a career year to prove himself, but. If the last couple of years has proven anything, he's he's just he's age is catching up with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the cease Jimenez thing would be great because it would solve a multitude of problems. A, we'd have we'd have another solid starter. Well, and, another and, guy and, who's uh, not been signed is Lucas Giolito. Yeah, but he's. He's he's like watching Annie pet it on a bad day. I mean, it's just. <laughs> Can he find the strike zone? <laughs> so that's the same thing with Snell. I Blake Snell would probably infuriate me to watch as a Mets fan if he was brought here. Uh, well, however, there is the there is the chance that like he's I don't know. It well, really depends on the catcher, I guess, with him. Because once Gary Sanchez got to the Padres, is when he took off. Uh, if his Alvarez, if him and Alvarez get a good rapport, then. It'll be worth it, but that's hard to predict. Look, you and I, as much as we might want to be the GM of the Mets, are not. And, uh, well, they don't have one. But no. <clears throat> David Stearns is going to do what he wants. And, yeah, yeah. And with no input from us. No, so, no, you know, we may see Blake, uh, Blake Snell on the, on the Mets. And I don't think it would be a great use of money. But if it happens, I'll cheer for him. Do you know we play the Brewers? Opening day. That's, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. It's quite it's funny how that all played out. Yeah. Yeah, we played the, the Brewers at City Field on uh, March 28th. 
All right, so uh, any final predictions on where Otani's going to land? I still think he's... See, I, I was... For the last two years, I've said he was going to be a Dodger, and it was only until about 72 hours ago, even before the whole plane fiasco, that I was like, oh, he might actually be a Blue Jay. And now I'm like 52% sure he's a Blue Jay. I would love for him to be a Blue Jay. I don't want him in the National League. That's why I would love for him to be a Blue Jay. (laughs) I don't want him in the National League. The Braves traded with the Angels for Fletcher, David Fletcher, and I forgot who else was in the deal. But all I saw was Braves logo, Angels logo, and I swear to God, I almost had a heart attack. (laughs) That would be the worst case scenario. Um, I would love to see Otani go to some weird team like the Royals where where he could be the whole team. He was already the whole... We got three years of him being the whole team. It's not as fun as it it sounds on paper. And honestly, that would be the worst case. I would honestly probably be more upset if you re-signed with the Angels. Than honestly, the I think for the health of Major League Baseball, the best place he could go would be Toronto. Think about it. He'd be a superstar in three countries. Yeah. He would get that gigantic Japanese media presence, the gigantic United States media presence. I mean, it would be a win for the whole sport. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And he'd already... He'd, he'd, um... I don't know. It would be tough. Would he be the... I think he'd have to be, right? The most famous athlete in Canada at that point? By a lot. Yeah. I mean, even more than hockey. That would... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think the best comparison I would make is it's kind of like if... Like when Wayne Kretzky went to the Kings. Right. And, and, you know. Yeah. Uh, He just... He can't resign with the Angels. That would just be so deflating. Uh... Well, the Angels have come right out and said there's no way they're trading Trout. And, and quite truthfully, I don't see there's any way the Angels can afford both Trout and Otani. Yeah. yeah. So it leads you to believe that he's not going to be an Angel no matter what happens. I There has always been a kind of like nightmarish uh, thought in the back of my head that by the end of Mike Trout's contract, he will at some point get traded to his hometown Phillies. Which would be brutal. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. Yeah. Um, that would suck. <laughs> the only thing worse is if he came up brave. No, I still, well, yeah. I, the Phillies thing, the Phillies thing might actually be worse. <laughs> um, well, uh, speaking of Phillies, uh, where they have one Dave Dabrowski as their president, who was the GM of the Marlins with uh, Jim Leland when they won the World Series. Uh, Jim Leland was the only name picked from yeah, wasn't the that crazy? contemporary list. We were going to throw all eight of them in, and then they, no, they only took one. I don't know how Pinella got snubbed again. I really don't. But I'm happy for Jim Leland. He seems to be a great guy. Uh, I watched a show on him on MLB this morning where it was just player after player after player talking about he was the greatest thing they ever encountered. I'm assuming that Barry Bonds was not one of the people. Uh, Barry Bonds had nice things to oh, say. Oh, yeah? Yes, he did. Oh, okay. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, growth. Uh, do you think Lou Pinella, just for argument's sake, do you think he, like, threw furniture around his house when he found out that they weren't, that he uh, wasn't getting inducted? I would hope for his own health. He has mellowed over the years, but who knows? <laughs> I don't know. You know, the thing that's funny about all these committees, whether it be the baseball writers or the contemporary committee, 
still a popular. They all have contest. long memories, yeah. and and if somebody pissed them off, they tend to be pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and so on and so forth. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, I guess we'll just we'll wait and see. Like I said, hopefully next week when we do the pod, we'll have some you know actual information for the Mets. Uh, hopefully Yamamoto is not a Yankee. I don't. They said that's probably not going to be okay. finalized until Christmas. Anyway. I still hope he's a Met, but no, I yeah, but I'm the all sky in. will not have fallen if he's not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, we didn't talk about one other guy that I really like us to get as an insurance policy. Is Josh Hader still available? Yeah, yeah, we forgot about Hader. Um, I mean, you know, Diaz is healthy, but it doesn't mean it's not going to take him the first half of the year to remember how to pitch. Still need to get as many ballpen arms as possible. David Robertson would also... Yep, he's still... And Adovino has inside. I don't want Adovino back. I want him back. How? Why? Why would you want him back? Okay, so if he walks walks the leadoff batter, which is a fair possibility with him, he can't hold anybody on first base. So if he lets someone on, that's an automatic... You're, it's basically a ghost runner every single time he gets into the game. Uh, yeah, he did have that problem at times, but at times he was unhittable. Um, I'd rather not bank on a guy who's either a 1-2-3 inning or gives up four runs. All right, just... we'll agree to disagree on that one. Um, I'm, I'm about done. Yeah, no, I'm tapped out. Uh we got, like I said, we have the the Jets probably uh, probably yeah. losing to the Texans. Yeah. Well, no, most assuredly they will lose. I'm starting the Texans. Texans defense in fantasy, so yes, I really hope that that uh, playoffs are coming up. Yeah, the, the Jets are so god awful bad that I've gone back to watching English soccer. So, yeah. go Liverpool, go Reds. You will never walk alone. <laughs> uh, uh, Giants play the Packers on Monday Night Football. They might get demolished, but at least they'll look good because they're wearing their legacy uniforms again, which are the best uniforms in football. And the Knicks, uh, you know, they get to... Just sit back and watch, folks. They'll relax. They'll continue to be good. <laughs> uh, okay, that's all for me. This is Rex, the rookie, signing off and saying thanks for listening again this week. Uh, as always, it was fun, and we appreciate you. John, final words. Yamamoto, come to the Mets.